You know, I wasn't really looking to do a new podcast. I was just having a meditative, intuitive moment a few weeks back, like let's just say mid-February. And I had this vision where I just was going to this place where no one else was going to come with me and I hated it. And it was like, it just felt so lonely and it felt like it was an edge. And as soon as I saw those words, the lonely edges like come across my screen with my eyes closed, I just knew something was in there. And I think it took me about five minutes to realize I want to do that podcast. I want to do the podcast because it just seems like there are people around that are just okay with the lonely edges, or maybe they don't even see them as lonely, right? This is when you listen to a truth that sets you apart. It has you going on a path that takes you away from comfort and maybe a tribe. It's a creative endeavor that has you looking at things really differently from other people. It can be in a relationship where you're just like, wow, I'm not sure we were in sync about as many things as I thought and I need to stand apart and kind of look at this for a while and make some choices here or have some new conversations. So there's so many ways that lonely edges show up in our lives and often that word loneliness is really negative. I think that's why like I run away from these lonely edges. I just have such a negative connotation, negative experience with loneliness in general. And yet I'm fascinated by the fact that when people embrace them, they, 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 I don't know, like things really move in a good direction. It's life-giving. It's alchemical. It's sort of, you know, go your own road a little bit and, or a lot. So, you know, I thought I would demonstrate to you a few areas or moments in my own life where this has really played out, like just in ways that still surprise me so that maybe you can look around your own life and say, oh yeah, these are my lonely edges. Because I really, I want the people on this show that come on to be interviewed, they're going to help you or at least inspire you to just go for those lonely edges. I expect that to happen to me. (laughs) That's why I'm talking to them. These are people that I'm sort of dying to talk to. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done a lot of interviews on my other podcasts that are just lovely and delightful and friendly and, you know, not always at the edge. These conversations are at my edge, my edge of growth. So come with me, don't come with me, but I'm not messing around here. (laughs) Like this really matters to me. And maybe coming out of the pandemic as well, the word loneliness has some extra poignancy to it. And that, you know, instead of just putting that word in the negativity box, we can actually unpack it and look at healthy versions of it. If there is such a thing, I don't know. We're just exploring here. Okay, so let me just share with you a couple of really specific instances where, you know, standing apart, going off on my own kind of sucked, not going to lie. And yet it turned into something gorgeous and life-giving. Okay, so the first one was, like in 2001, I was at the Berkeley Psychic Institute studying how to stay in my sixth chakra. 
it's a thing. And it's really tough when you're first starting out, right? Like I was this, what I would call out of control healer, just feeling everyone's energy. Often I would walk into situations and I had no idea what hit me. I would just feel this energetic thing. And I couldn't talk to anybody about that, right? Like what the heck am I going through right now? panic, anxiety, all those kinds of experiences. And so finally, when I got to the Berkeley Psychic Institute, I was able to have tools and language around that and spiritual sovereignty. And so during that time, I created a tool, like I took one of the tools they, they gave me and I basically made it my own. And it it's it's really about giving out to the universe or giving out to life for the sake of giving and not expecting anything in return. And this has become what I now call the generosity practice. I had no name for it at the time, but I knew this, like the first moment that I sat in my parents' basement and I gave out a purple rose, I just remember imagining that. I was like, this is different. This is like me not caring about what happens next for once instead of like, where's my stuff, right? If I give out a purple rose just because I love giving out a purple rose, I'm not worrying, am I going to get a purple rose back? Like there's something in there that really changed me. And it actually helped me for years. Like I use that thing a lot. Um, I meditate pretty regularly. It's how I keep my mind clear and how I keep myself loving. And I just, I thought, I knew somehow this thing was going to be big in my life but I just wasn't ready to go out on a a limb and like teach it to the world and um, I think a lot of that was because it seemed weird to me how could you how could you I don't know like how do you explain something like that close your eyes (laughs) and just imagine something you would absolutely love offering imagine it don't actually do it in your real life but just think about it and then give it out to the universe or a person or a group of people or whatever you're called to give it to or whomever you're called to give it to. And it's like, what is that? Not everyone has the training that I have where they were super fascinated by staying in your sixth chakra and seeing energy. That's what I learned how to do is see energy. So I just was daunted for a long time, 13 years. Uh, by the prospect of sharing it with other people, even though it felt like this really important truth. Because whenever I used it, I got out of my way really fast and everything started flowing no matter how much fear I was in, no matter how much I was worried about money. It just got things moving. It's just like, and I know this is sort of lingo, but it like connected me to a bigger flow. I don't know how else to say it right? It's just like you're playing a bigger game. So you get out of your own way and then everything starts to flow in your direction. It just works that way. So finally in 2014, um, I had a turning point, right? A lot of my sources of income disappeared. I really didn't know what was next for me in my career. I was kind of at a, a pivot point, a turning point. And so Instead of having panic attacks and having like horrible nights of no sleep and having health issues, because that's happened to me in the past, I decided to use this tool for all it was worth. So I just dedicated myself to using it and very quickly things turned around. So instead of me having years of health issues, which is what happened in the early 2000s, and 
Instead, I used this and it got my head on straight really fast and I was able to connect with the right people really fast and I got fantastic opportunities and it was just, it wasn't from a thinky place, it was from an intuitive place that got activated when I used this thing really with a lot of dedication. And I just said to myself, you know, this stuff is incredible. Like it seems weird that you can close your eyes and offer stuff out to life and then you get stuck, like, and then things just come into my mind that are kind of the right things, the, the right path for me, whether my brain understands it or not. So I decided in 2015, I have to share this thing. And believe me, I was daunted by that in a huge way. I think I've made that clear. Fortunately for me, I was surrounded by people who were willing to try stuff. And, you know, people that I knew in yoga studios and um, just on their own wellness journey, people in my networking groups, just people in my community. And I just honestly came to them and said, would you like to try something? And so I spent about a year just trying it with tiny groups of people and with individuals to see if I could transfer this knowledge to somebody else and see if they would take to it, even without the, you know, six years of meditation experience or whatever that I had, like just sitting and looking at energy. And that, the positive results from that, because people did get it, most people, you know, there's some people who are just not really predisposed to visualizing And I mean, in my core of my being, I know that it can be fostered. Visualization is not something certain people can't do. It's just that they're not in the habit of doing it. That's my belief. Um, So that led me, like the positive results, that led me to put together a couple of field studies with people in five different countries. And for 30 days, people used this thing. They were in community with each other. Um, I, I learned how they needed to learn it from me, I guess. Like what were the tools that they needed? Like it was my time to get in a very concentrated way, full knowledge of how to teach this thing and the results people got. And guess what? Like it's now the foundation of my marketing practice because it does, I mean, it has a lot of results, but one of them is it just gets you out of your own way so you can get out there and make a difference in life. It helps pretty much anyone, but for somebody in business who has to get out there and be a leader and put a message out so that they can get clients, this is their friend. So I don't work with people who don't use this thing because I see the results that it produces and it just brings so much courage. It's like, if you think about it this way, if you spend every morning waking up and pondering What is the thing today that would really move mountains if I could identify what it is that I want to offer out to life? And like you just let yourself be totally transformed by the incredibleness or I don't know, like by the alignment of whatever the gift you see is and you get to be surprised by it. Like it's incredible. And so my point is, This has become the work of my life. I just published a book about it, like a a very pretty, beautiful notebook or a workbook that you can learn it in 40 days because there's definitely levels of depth that you can take it. Um, And like I said, all clients use it. 
I have all kinds of things cooking around this bad boy. (laughs) And I finally just got out of my own way. And I was so worried that it would just set me apart in not a great way. And yet it connected me with all these people that I taught it to. It connected me with my new work, which is Innate Marketing Genius Marketing. That actually brought me to that. That's a story I will, you know, I'm not going to go into now. But that lonely edge of teaching this strange tool has brought me the life that I have now. I don't think it's overstepping to say that. So that's just strange. It's a little counterintuitive to me that like I listened to my truth. It set me apart for a while. And yet here it is. It's brought me my life. All right, so that's that's an example. Another example, I'm going to give a couple more. Another example is, I would say like in 2013, 2012, I started visiting Boston, Massachusetts, and I loved it. Every time I came up here, I just could tell that this was my place. And, you know, I'd been studying the Founding Fathers for a while, so going to places where Paul Revere hung out or John Adams hung out or any of them and just being in the vibe of Cambridge and Boston and and places around it, it just was like, dang, I don't know what's going on here, but just energetically, this is my place. It took me four or five years to get up the nerve to leave my comfortable surroundings in Connecticut to try Boston. And, and that's, again, it was a lonely edge for me. I'll, I'll never forget how tough it was to leave. Like I cried really, really hard. I mean, it was just like almost unbearable. Like, I don't know why it was just a really tough transition for me, even though I knew it was the right thing. So, and then when I lived there in Boston proper, it was no cakewalk Um, I am very energetically in tune and the apartment where I was living was very low energy. Like I would spend my evenings hearing women, women screaming as if they were being tortured. Now explain that one, right? And it was a regular occurrence. It wasn't like actually hearing them, but just energetically, like I could feel this vibe and I would hear it in my mind. And if I left that building, I would stop hearing it. And on some level, it was one of the loneliest times of my entire life because I was living with two guys that I didn't know. I was in a city that I didn't understand. The um, It was cold. Like I moved there at the end of September and it just got cold really fast. And I just didn't know that, like hardly anybody. And I had just kind of messed up with the apartment I chose because I thought, wow, I'll be near the T and I don't have to use my car as much. Well, I was just far enough that it saved me like gobs of time to drive places and it took forever to take the T. And that was just, I didn't know that. I couldn't have known it when I landed there. Um, And honestly, it was just important to, to get there. So that's fine, but I'm just saying. Um, However, at the same time, I was part of a networking group with new friends, new people, which was great. And during that time, I conducted a field study for my now work, Innate Marketing Genius. I didn't call it that at the time. And, 
you know, I, I worked with 40 entrepreneurs over four months to f- figure out how to do their marketing plan using the mojo of generosity practice. So, and in April of 2017, I realized, wow, I think it was March actually, I realized I had this incredible marketing archetype thing. It just sort of came to me. I had been creating these marketing plans for um, 40 entrepreneurs. And when I, each time I did it, the process I used clarified that they have, they each have like this archetype of showing up in service to others. And then it turned out, hey, there are really these strong categories everybody falls into. They're either a door opener or a celebrator, a nurturer, an adventure guide, or a steady presence. And so in April of 2017, I gave my first talk in Somerville around those categories just to see if people, you know, really resonated with that. So it was, that is now also foundational to the work that I do. And yet it wasn't until I took the risk to leave everything I knew. I don't know if it needed to be this dramatic, but it was for me. And just start over again and try something new and see where it takes me. And I just, something in me said, get your butt to Boston. Just do it and ask questions later. And I think it's really interesting that like a week after I landed in Boston, it was like the first week in October, I met one of my closest friends that still is my, one of my closest friends today. So I think that's amazing. I mean, it took us a while to like develop a friendship, but I just, I always look back at that as like such a blessing and a half. So it's interesting to me that this time of intense loneliness and just discomfort and what am I doing here? And I'm with these guys I don't know. And I'm a little, you know, it just felt really wrong a lot of the times. And yet something was pulling me forward and I kept doing my good work. And now again, it is the foundation of what I do. So, you know, talk amongst yourself about that one. Not really sure I can wrap my head around. I suppose when we listen to something that takes us apart from our comfort zone and our tribe, then yeah, of course it's going to be lonely for a while. But if what I'm listening to inside myself is, you know, working on my behalf and I can trust that, then things are going to work out. Not to be too Pollyanna about it, but things are going to work out. I mean, they have. So, okay. And then... The, la- the last thing I will share is something I'm actually working on right now, and that is uh, painting. And that might sound like a cute little project I do on my spare time, yay, <laughs> and it is. It's something that I picked up during COVID, and you know I just learned how to do watercolor thanks to Let's Make Art videos on YouTube. They're free. They're awesome. If you haven't done it, please go look. Even if you're not interested in painting, the videos are so well-produced and so adorable, they would inspire you to just do videos in general. Let's make art. Just check it out. Anyway, so my favorite thing in life is like on a Saturday after I come home from wherever, grocery shopping, I sit down and do a project. I turn on the video, I get out my supplies, and I just do it. And the teacher's name is Sarah, and I just listen to Sarah. I do what Sarah tells me to do, and I create something beautiful. Now, this is great, especially when you're learning, of course. But there comes a time when you've learned enough that it's time for you to ask yourself like, okay, so what do I want to do with this medium? 
Like what's calling? And every time I ask that question now, I just feel this like this edge, like this, no, you can't do that. That's not allowed. Call it your inner critic or whatever. There's just this huge saboteur that does not want me to branch out and just do my own thing. I'd rather go to like a workshop with a whole bunch of people, warm and cozy. We all do our painting together. Then I could knock it out. And you know, part of me is like, well, why don't you just do that? Maybe I will. But part of me says, what is it that is holding me back? Why is this so lonely? Am I that afraid of just messing up? Am I so in a perfectionist mode that I can't even try my own stuff? Honestly, there have been many times where in workshops, I get into such a flow that it's like a high. I'm sure you've had that experience with something in your life. For me, it's like I get into this almost bitchy place, but bitchy in the best way where I'm like, don't mess with me. I'm on to something, right? A lot of times the way I stand up in the world is like I'm the friendly, I don't know, fairy. (laughs) I tend to be like, yay, everybody. I mean, a lot of times in my work, I'm not always like that, but a lot of times I am. So, and especially on my personal life, like in my personal life, I will just try to be, or not try to be, I am friendly. I just like to hang out with people. But when I'm doing this kind of work, it is one of the rare times where I'm just like, don't, just don't even talk to me. I'm, I'm following something here and I just need to follow it. And it's so compelling. That's just a weird thing for me, but I love it. So that's what I want to generate. I want to generate those kinds of experience so that whatever I'm doing with my art, it's in that flow. It's in that like electric, awesome, I'm just in it place. So that's my, my edge as far as my creativity goes. And honestly, this podcast is my edge. Although I've done podcasts before and I love having conversations with people. So I'm not as uncomfortable doing this. I'm just uncomfortable asking people to do it because the people that I have on this show, again, I'm not messing around. These are people I really want to talk to. And a lot of times they don't know who I am. So I don't know if they're going to say yes. It's always like this huge happy dance moment when people say yes to being on my podcast. I'm not going to lie right? I could just pretend that I'm like, oh, I'm just already that cool. And they just said yes to me. Of course they did. That's not true. (laughs) I just feel like this, you know, dork little bit asking these people to come on because they just seem way further down the road than me on these levels. So I hope that gives you a framework around this thing, like what I'm going after, you know, what is what is the loneliness? And where is the loneliness healthy? Where is it not healthy? Is When is the loneliness worth it? And how do you manage it? And again, is it always lonely? Because sometimes people aren't. People figure out how to deal with that, that way of being in your life. And that's something I'm also very curious about. I hope that you get as much out of these conversations as I have been already. I've recorded three episodes before I even sat down to record this intro. And already I'm just like, what am I supposed to do with this? I feel like I should create a course or something. Like there's so much good stuff in here. And so keep press and play with me, my friend. I 
I really look forward to sharing these episodes with you and may you head towards your own lonely edge.